Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are indeed listening to Coaches on a Mission, the podcast for values-driven coaches who want a business you're really proud of. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded before we changed the name of the show to Coaches on a Mission. So you're gonna hear a reference to the Six Figure Coach podcast. Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive. So I hope you enjoy and thanks again for tuning in. Well, we did it. We made it through 2020, arguably the world's longest year in recorded history. So now, as the year unfolds, I just wanted to help you plan your goals for 2021. But what you'll hear during this episode is that setting goals is not enough, and sometimes just setting goals can work against you. So you'll see what I mean inside the episode, which is inspired by a training I gave my Six Figure Coach Club members in our autumn retreat. So with that, let's just make some big plans for next year, shall we? Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and this is the show to listen to if you're a coach and you want the freedom, the confidence, and the impact that comes with a six-figure business. Each week, we'll discuss tangible strategies, simple systems, plus the juicy inner work to help you make more money and help more people. So thank you for being here. Let's dive in. As the year comes to a close, I thought it would be fun to highlight a training that we did inside the Six Figure Coach Club, which was totally focused on goal setting for the new year. So with that, let's just get into it. Before I walk you through a process I always follow for goal setting, I want to just share three signs that your goals don't serve you. The first one is if your goal list looks like a to-do list rather than a wish list. So a to-do list, these are things that you know you can accomplish. They might be things like revamping my website, right? That's not that inspiring. What happens when the website is done, okay? So I like to say that your goal should be 51% believable, meaning you've got to stretch yourself in order to achieve this thing instead of making a to-do list of tasks that you know you can complete. So why do I say 51% believable? I find that what's important to me is to stay in action, right? Inside the Six Figure Coach Club, we say, think big, start small, be consistent, And if I choose this big, hairy, audacious goal, which I know is very popular in the coaching world, I'm kind of off the hook from going for it because I don't really believe it's possible for me. So let me be clear. I'm not telling you to set the bar really low, but if you're someone who is motivated by progress like me, choose a goal that's 51% believable. Like if all of the stars aligned and if you really committed yourself yeah, more 1% more than half of you believes it's possible. So the second sign your goal isn't serving you is if you lack a system to track your progress and therefore course correct. We're going to talk about that a little bit later today. But it's one thing to create a vision board. But if you don't have a plan, your vision board is like a pretty collage, right? So we want to be able to track our progress so that we can course correct before it's too late. And then the third sign that your goals aren't serving you is if you had to use a calculator to create them. So this is 
kind of my comfort zone. I talk a lot about knowing your numbers, right? And I can easily think too small when I'm setting my goals because my thinking will go something like this. All right, so we did 650 grand in revenue this year. So maybe next year we can increase that by 20%. And there's no real heart connection to that 20%. It's just this mm, stair stepper approach to creating the business that you want. So if there is not that heart connection, it's going to be hard to stay motivated for 12 months. And I find for me, when I use a calculator to create my goals, it comes from a place of maybe a fear of failure, but even more likely a deep desire for control, which never really works for me, right? So when it comes to setting your goals, let's take on two mantras. The first is fail fast. Your goal is something that we're just moving toward and the course to get there is going to be filled with ups and downs. It might be a curvy road. In the tech industry, there's this motto of failing fast and the idea is if we're launching a new app, I want that app, I want to find the bugs in that app as soon as I can so that we can fix them. So if we're failing fast, we're able to fix errors right? Realign our thinking in order to move forward more quickly and accomplish our long-term goal, accomplish our goal in the long term with a lot less pain, all right? The other thing I often ask myself with with setting goals is, can I live with getting close? 2020, uh, we had a goal to build seven figures in our business and we didn't achieve that goal this year. So it's my goal for 2021. And you know what? I'm cool with it. I can live with getting close. And for some people, we can't live with getting close. And then you need to really realign your goals so that there's something that motivate you, that make you feel proud when you're just taking effort toward them instead of igniting this fear or shame or pressure inside of you. So with that, let's now talk about the three different areas in my business where I set goals. The first is revenue. The second is within my community, and that could be your list. It could be your like free Facebook group. Maybe it's your Instagram followers, but the people you're drawing in, okay? And then lastly, the impact that you want to make. So when it comes to your revenue goal, how much revenue, how much money would you like to generate in your business in 2021? Now, don't think too much about this or worry about the how. We're going to start by just setting goals. We're not diving into your to-do list. So what's your first answer? How much money would you like your business to generate? So for us in 2021, our goal, my most important goal is profitability, okay? But our revenue goal for the business is seven figures, my personal income goal is 400000 So there's that profitability piece. I know a lot of coaches, you know, you see it on social. They'll take a screenshot of their Stripe account, right? And it's a seven-figure launch or a $350,000 launch. But what you don't see is how much money they spent on ads to generate that or what their overhead looks like. So it's not enough to just aim if you're building a six-figure business, right? To aim for six figures, you want to also think about profitability in your business. And maybe we'll do another episode around that down the road because that's an important conversation to have. So community goals, 
how many active subscribers would you like to add to your email list? Maybe your primary mode of communication is not email marketing. Maybe you're all about Instagram. So what do you want your Instagram following to look like? What do you want your Instagram engagement metrics to look like? Maybe for you, you have a Facebook group or a free Slack channel, someplace where you have people congregate. So they're congregating on your email list. They're congregating with you over on Instagram. They're congregating inside of your uh, social media group. Get really clear about what you want the engagement to look like and what you want those numbers to be. So for us, we've got three pieces. Okay. The first is mailing list subscribers. You know, I've had this, I have had this tiny but mighty mailing list since I started coaching coaches. Um, and I'm proof that you don't need a massive mailing list in order to have a very successful business. But my goal for next year is to bring our mailing list up to 20,000 subscribers. I want our Facebook group to past 10,000 members, and I would like to get a 1,000 downloads per podcast episode. So we've gotten really clear on the numbers there. And then in terms of engagement, I'm not going to get too in the weeds, but we've identified what our open rate and our click-through rate for emails will be. We're still working on coming up with an engagement metric inside the Facebook group, but Facebook does give you a report on the group health. And what we want to do is see that health number increase every month. Okay, so the third category of your goals is your impact goal. In what tangible way will you make a difference in 2021? And it has to be tangible. Okay, so we identified three categories here in my business. The first is with the team. Right now I have three employees and I, by the end of next year, we will have four happy, thriving employees who feel passionate about making a difference in the world through the work that we do. Clients, we want to help 300 coaches pass the six-figure mark in 2021. And then the big priority is, of course, with social justice. That's been a, a massive value for us since the murder of George Floyd. Um, And we're really committed to making a difference there. So what does that look like? Knowing that our business is clearly and actively on the path toward anti-racism. We also want to make offer 24 scholarships inside the club to coaches who focus on serving underrepresented minority or economically challenged communities. And we will donate 3% of our profits to causes that really are meaningful to us. Okay, so once you've gotten clear on your revenue, your community, and your impact goals, it's time to drill down the numbers. But before we do that, I want to just speak into... The fact that what I'm sharing here could easily turn into a half-day exercise for you. It doesn't have to be. As you are listening to me talk about what these three categories are and what my goals for 2021 are, I'm going to guess that you got a stroke of inspiration. I'm going to guess that you got an idea. When I asked about revenue goal, there was probably a number that popped up. Go with that number. 
When I asked about community goals, there's probably a metric that popped up. Lean into that. The same with impact. I think as soon as we begin to overthink our goals, we're less motivated by our, by our own inspiration and more motivated by fear or that desire to control that I spoke about. And this should just, at this stage, be about following your own inspiration. Okay, so I'm just going to invite you to think about very specific goals in those three categories. Once you've done that, we're going to make these more measurable. So this is the second phase that I typically follow. And the way that we make them measurable is by like doing a little bit of arithmetic here, right, and breaking down the numbers. So let's start this time with your impact goal. So for me, I just have to ask myself, how are we going to measure our impact? So I talked about how what I want to know that we are clearly on the path toward having an anti-racist business. Well, what does that even look like, right? Especially if you've never been there before. It's something that we're really working toward. And if you ask Trudy LeBron, who I've had the, like, it's been such a blessing to be in her program this year. She'll talk about how having an anti-racist business is not this destination you arrive at. It's a journey that you're on. So how do we then measure it? When it comes to your impact goals, how do you measure them? And this is going to be a very different answer for every coach, depending on what your impact goals were. We were able to quantify it a little bit in my description where we talked about donating 3% of our profit. We talked about giving away a certain number of scholarships. So that's part of it, right? So... There were two other layers that we added in order to make this goal more measurable. The first one is knowing that justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion is just an automatic filter for every decision we make and every action we take as individuals and as a team inside of the company. So this is a skill that we are learning and we want this to become more and more and more automatic. And then... The second one is about messaging, and our goal is to naturally attract more BIPOC coaches into our community and have our membership be at least 25% BIPOC. So right now we're at about 10, that could even be closer to 8, and that's definitely a sign that our messaging needs improvement, right, to be more inclusive, and that's something that we're working on actively right now and definitely into next year. And probably forever and ever. <laughs> All right. So now we talked about impact goals. Let's talk about how we can break down your community goal. So a couple of questions to ask yourself. What, if any, community building events do you plan to host next year? So what do I mean by that? Inside the Six Figure Coach Club, we are all about building habits, and there are four core habits that we work on implementing inside the program. Once those habits are in place, you'll find that your list, right, your following continues to grow naturally, and then an easy addition is what I call a community building event. So maybe that's a summit, Okay, uh, maybe that's a five-day challenge. Maybe you'll think about doing a giveaway. Um, there are a lot of different opportunities, but that's something that you want to focus on after you have your habits in place. I know way too many coaches who spent three months 
put working their tails off to put a summit together. And then at the end of the summit, they may have a thousand people on their mailing list who may or may not be their target audience. And the coach is totally burnt out with no nothing in place to really sell to these people or to really enroll them as clients. So we joke that summits aren't habits, right? So think about on top of the community building habits you have in place, what if any extra events do you plan to host next year? Your answer to that question could be zero, which is cool. Let's keep our lives simple, shall we? So what is your community building goal connected to those events? So we have our habits in place, and let's say your habit, it, your goal with your habits is to bring in 250 subscribers every month, and then in June, you're going to do a five-day challenge, and your goal is to bring in 1,000 subscribers. So we want to attach a number to those events. And then step three, after you account for those big events, how many subscribers, members, followers do you want to attract monthly? This is going to reveal to you what your monthly metric is for your list building or community building habits. All right, so if we look inside my business, we're going to test one list building event next year, which is to host a giveaway. I'm actually... um, a participant in a giveaway as I'm recording this, and it's been illuminating, and I want to test it in my own business. So the goal with that giveaway is to bring in 3,000 subscribers. My community goal, right, is 80% of my new list subscribing or joining the Facebook group as well, okay? So we're just breaking this down into numbers. Remember, my goal was twenty to hit 20,000. We're going to have 3,000 of those people. The goal is for those 3,000 to come in through my big event. I want 80% of those 3,000 people to join the Facebook group. So now it's all just broken down and I can tell it any month whether we're on track or off. And then the last metric here is monthly subscribers, right? So when I account for the giveaway... How many monthly subscribers do I need to bring in every month? It's a 1,000. It actually, to be more precise, it breaks down to 230 new people a week. Now, if you're hearing that number and your brain is exploding and you're thinking, I have 230 people on my list right now. How can I get 230 people a week? At least now we're grounded in reality. Instead of thinking about your list, worrying about your list, sort of, reaching out maybe, but not consistently because you don't have a solid metric in place. Now we know, all right, if I'm going to accomplish the 51% believable goal I said I wanted, which is 20,000 subscribers, then that what that breaks down to is 230 subscribers a week. What am I willing to do to make that happen? Just a reminder, we're setting goals here, but I don't want you to break, get to those weekly metrics and then decide you have to lower your goal because you're afraid you won't hit the weekly metric, lean into that metric. Commit. Commit to the actions you need to take in order for that to happen. Okay, so the last piece here is your income goal. So we have income, we have community, and we have impact. There are a few steps to take in order to get really, to break down the numbers of your income goal. The first step is to just write down each of your offerings. Make a list. Next to each offering, just list the price point. 
This third step is really important, which is to clarify your container. What do I mean by that? What are your non-negotiables? What limits must you set around your time, your energy, your bandwidth? So let's just say, for example, right now you have one offering and that's private coaching. And you know that you will not be a sane or happy person if you have more than three private coaching clients a day, five days a week. So like 15 clients is your max. And that might even be really high. I love coaching so much. I feel like I could coach all day, every day. But you have to get really clear on what is your container. So what limits must you set around your time, your energy, your bandwidth? If you have a group coaching program and you and you know you don't want those Q&A calls to be any longer than 90 minutes. So... That is your, that's part of your container. It will also inform the structure of your program. It will, it will also inform perhaps the number of people in the program so that you can actually deliver on your promises inside of the program without having three hour long calls. If you never seem to have enough time to get it all done, maybe you don't remember the last time you actually had a full weekend off, or perhaps you're a master at avoiding the important priorities to really move your coaching business forward, Schedule Domination is your new best friend. That's because Schedule Domination shows you the exact process I follow to design my ideal work week, create space for everything from downtime to client work to list building, Facebook Lives, content creation, really everything, all in a pretty color-coded calendar that's totally customizable and designed to help you feel accomplished, grounded, and productive every single week rather than like this hamster running your buns off on the wheel that never goes anywhere. Sounds really good, right? So what I want you to do is head on over to schedule domination.com right now grab this free training then send me a photo of your shiny new organized calendar right in your instagram stories i'm a total nerdy capricorn for this kind of stuff so you're gonna make my day you know i'm just gonna say it schedule domination it just might change your life grab the training now for free at schedule domination.com and let's get back to the episode Okay, so the fourth piece here is to then identify how many clients, students, courses you need to hit in order, we're not hitting our clients, let me say that differently. So how many enrollments do you need? How many sales? Whether that's students in your group program, whether you're selling a course, whether you're filling your private client roster, what is that number in order for you to hit your income income goal and stay within the container that you set. So you might have to make some tweaks around this, especially if you offer multiple courses, right? But this is a really good way to get a pretty clear projection on what needs to happen every month in order for you to hit your goal for the year and getting really clear about the level of commitment, how consistently you need to show up, what actions you need to take in order to stay on track, okay? So I'll walk you through my breakdown here. So offerings, I have two of them. One of them is our Six Figure Coach Club membership, 
The other is our inner circle. The Six Figure Coach Club is $3,500 a year. The inner circle is just over seventeen grand. I do have a container here, two of them, right? One is I don't want more than 10 people inside the inner circle. I really love having... Um, an intimate, connected experience. I play all in with those people and I am a mom and I'm a wife and I want to have a life um, on top of the work that I do that I love so much. So that's one container, a limit of 10 people inside the inner circle. When another container is really ensuring our value of belonging inside the Six Figure Coach Club, which means that no post in the Facebook group goes unseen. It means that people who want coaching can get it. It means that people are getting their questions answered. So we have put some new additions in place, extra calls for next year, bringing on some member mentors. I've hired another mindset coach in order for us, again, to deliver on our promise, live according to our values, and still allowing me to live within the container I've created. So the way that breaks down then, step four with the number of clients, is eight to ten inner circle members. We're going into 2021 with ten awesome people. I'm so excited. And then the goal for the Six Figure Coach Club in order to reach our revenue goal is 325 members. Okay, so that is the big picture approach that I take to setting goals. It starts with listening to my own inspiration, getting clear on the big picture year-end numbers for the revenue I want to bring in, also the profitability, don't forget that piece, the community I want to build, and the impact I want to make sure that we have. Then we dig in and define really specifically what the monthly or weekly metrics are in order for us to be on track toward those goals throughout the year. So the last piece here is all of this planning does not matter if you're not measuring your progress. Okay, so again, we've clarified these goals. I want you to think about that. It's a great way to end your year. And now you have to figure out how you're going to measure your progress because I've often said you cannot build on success you don't acknowledge. You also cannot grow your numbers if you ignore them. I <laughs> Here's a perfect analogy. I... I kill plants. That's what I do. And I I love plants. I think they're beautiful. And I just have not developed the skills to keep them alive. So I started uh, really leaning into succulents because they're supposed to be easier to take care of. And I often have succulent syndrome. What is succulent syndrome? I buy a new plant, even air plants, you name it. It's not cool. Uh, I buy a new plant. I love it. It sits on my desk. I'm looking at a poor little plant right now, right in my office as I'm sharing this. It sits on my desk and I love it. And then pretty soon I ignore it. And then it's like a month, maybe, I don't know, three months goes by. And suddenly I realize I have not watered this poor plant in recent memory. I better catch up and make up for lost time. So then what I do is I dump a whole bunch of water into the plant, which kills the roots. And then goodbye succulent, and then I go and buy another one. So 
do not fall victim to succulent syndrome when it comes to your business. You cannot grow your numbers if you don't measure them. Your vision board, your goals for the year aren't going to do you any good if you're not measuring your progress along the way, which is why you want to build a scorecard. This is something there, this term, uh, there are a lot of terms for this concept. And I, I read this year the book Traction and was inspired by the way that they have set up their scorecard. But essentially, it's just metrics, weekly or mon- monthly metrics that you will measure so you know, first of all, are we on track s- ahead of time, right? Instead of looking backward and saying, oh, wow, I'm really <laughs> behind schedule. Are we on track? And if we're not on track, where can we solve a specific problem? So keeping a scorecard, measuring your progress weekly, monthly at the very least, what this does is ignite a deep sense of self-confidence because you know where you stand. You experience yourself as someone who is solving problems in your business. And you know what needs to happen in order for you to reach that big picture goal. I can't tell you how many coaches I have spoken to who when I ask them, like, what was your revenue last month, right? Or how many subscribers do you have on your mailing list? They don't know the answer to those questions. They're also the coaches who struggle the most with second guessing themselves, changing their minds all of the time and looking for like the next bright, shiny object to solve the problems in their business. I want you to experience yourself as resourceful. I want you to have complete agency in your business. And most importantly, I want you to feel confident. Measuring your progress is such an easy way for you to cultivate confidence. The other benefit of measuring your progress is it will help you get really clear on when and who you need to bring on for support, whether that's expanding your VA's hours from 10 hours a month to 15. Maybe that's hiring another assistant. Maybe that's delegating video editing because you realize how much time it takes you. Delegating becomes so obvious when you're measuring your metrics, especially A, if you're hitting your weekly metrics, then your team's on track. You don't need more people, right? If you're not, you'll see pretty quickly quickly where the gaps are, and it will empower you to make hires um, in order to stay on track for your goals. The other thing, and my team will attest to this, the beauty of the scorecard is they know where they stand. They know what their the expectations are. We're measuring our progress every single week. So now instead of just feeling like, I think I'm doing a good job, right? Or, well, I spent three hours on this project. I think that's what she wanted. We know specifically what success looks like. And together we can course correct when we need to. So what we've done today is identified your goals, okay? In three core areas. We've then defined what success looks like, and what your monthly metrics are. I want to challenge you right now as this episode winds down. Schedule a weekly meeting, even if it's with yourself. If you are a one-person show in your business, schedule a weekly meeting to review 
the metrics that you have set for yourself in order to see if you're on track or not. So inside the Six Figure Coach Club retreat, we went a lot deeper into this, just identifying the actions that need to be taken in order to hit those metrics. But for you today, I just want you to think about, okay, I've done the math. I want to add 400 subscribers to my email list every single month. That's 100 a week. What actions can I take to get there? Or, okay, I'm making six figures next year, which means I need to bring in just under $8,400 a month, What at which equals, I'm kind of making swinging it here with the math, but which equals six clients. So what actions do I need to take consistently to bring in more clients? What actions do I need to take consistently to re-enroll clients? And then sit down with yourself once a week to measure your progress in those areas. This is how you build the habits of a six-figure coach. So whether you've already set goals for 2021 or this is your first step, Give yourself the gift of running through the tape with your goals. It's not enough to make your list and make your vision board and write your affirmations and really believe in the possibility. You have to commit to actions and you must measure your progress along the way. So I have very publicly now shared our goals for 2021. I will be sure to check back with you at least at the midway point through the year, if not more often, to let you know how we're doing, what's working, where we're course correcting, and what I'm learning along the way. Be sure to check the show notes because I have left for you a quick PDF with the steps that we outlined today where you can download and follow along. So with that, I'm wishing you a very successful 2021 and a very happy end to what has been a completely unpredictable 2020. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Thanks again for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review the show. That's the best way you can show your support. I'd also love to connect on Instagram. So go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode or maybe a photo of yourself listening along to the podcast. Post it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to mention me. I'm at Dallas Travers and I'll send some Instagram love right back at you. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Until then... Keep going on your six-figure journey.